Welcome to Tutor Talk, the Tutor Doctor podcast where we talk about all things tutor. I'm Becky, the Tutor Experience Coordinator here at Tutor Doctor Home Office, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we have an announcement for UK tutors. We'll have a chat with Gilbert Dees, a former tutor and the support coordinator here at Tutor Doctor Home Office, about the transferable skills that you develop as a tutor. We're also going to talk about how it's okay not to have all of the answers, and you'll get to hear my story of moving from 2T to tutor to tutor experience coordinator. Are you a tutor in the UK? The Tutors Association is the only professional body for tutoring and the supplementary education sector in the UK. It is a community for members of the tutoring profession where we can exchange knowledge and experience, gain access to information and services that can be used in tutoring, and find mutual support and encouragement. The Tutors Association also provides a unified voice for the tutoring profession that helps to ensure the profession is perceived accurately and positively. This year, the Tutors Association is holding their national conference, delivering education, variety, and choice, on the 16th of October at the Barbican Centre in London. The conference will consist of a blend of keynote speakers and presentations discussing the challenges and opportunities that social, political, and technological influence are bringing into the world of education and the role that tutors have to play in this changing world. If you are interested in attending this year's conference, you can find the link to the Tutors Association website in the description of this episode. So today we have with us Gilbert Cadiz. He is the support coordinator from Home Office. Uh, so for anybody that has interactions with Home Office, Gilbert is kind of the voice. He's the one that everybody hears, and he is the guy with all of the answers. So Gil has been with Tutor Doctor for a year and a half. Uh, he has a Bachelor of Arts in Commerce and a General Arts Diploma, and he was a tutor for five years. So welcome, Gilbert. Thanks for having me here. We're glad to have you. Um, so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your tutoring experience? So I had started tutoring, I think, in the uh, first or second year of uh, college. And uh, this was, I, I don't remember the exact year, but I remember that it did last five years, about five and a half, actually. And I learned, I uh, started off with a learning center. And when I started tutoring, it was in... Um, the interest of money specifically. I didn't have, <laughs> I had no plans at all to make it a, a thing really. I was just doing it because there, there was uh, money there so that would help me pay off my tuition and stuff for, for college at the time. So um, when I started, I basically put in an application because I thought, okay, look, for my first year, I have pretty high grades, they're pretty decent. Um, I wasn't a straight A student in my first year, but I thought, okay, maybe I might have a shot as a tutor. So I went into the interview um, and I ended up getting a job as a, um, a tutor for college students at Seneca College in Toronto, uh, Canada. So I, I got that job and I started working right away without any background experience in education or anything like that. So they, they took me on the basis that I could probably help students with essay writing. And it started with English. And that's basically where I started from there probably about a year in of tutoring, our learning center started to get serious about uh, improving our service levels. So they got, they gave us some um, formal training. So I went through something called the CRLA. I think I had to Google this before I <laughs> because I was like, wait, what is this thing called again? And it's uh, the College of Reading and Learning, which is uh, 
um, based mostly on adult education. So I got my level one certificate from there. And from then on, after the first year of tutoring, they gave me some formal training as a tutor. So then I expanded my, my skill set to tutor all things English related. So from essay writing to um, uh, speech, speech pathology. Um, so I, I uh, started tutoring in speech pathology and those kinds of things. And I was getting some advice from our head uh, English uh, tutor at the time. And he was also a support officer. Um, and and uh, from there, tutoring really just blew up. It was a huge thing for me. And uh, that was from the se second year and onward. I learned more about myself then than I did any year of school, <laughs> which is incredible. So in what way did tutoring teach you about yourself? So when I first started tutoring, I was very socially awkward. And uh, I remember when I, I would meet new people, especially through the learning center itself, um, it started gaining a lot of traffic. And when I would meet new people, I wouldn't know what to say at first. I had no way of introducing myself. I didn't know how to tell a joke. I didn't know how to uh, sustain a conversation. So through the five years of tutoring, I learned that I was more socially awkward than I thought. And so uh, tutoring taught me how to communicate, how to listen, how to speak, uh, when to joke, when not to, how to read the other person in a conversation so as not to speak too much and not to listen too much. Sometimes it, it, it takes a lot of back and forth anyways. Um, both people needed a, a good distribution of input and output. But anyways, like, um, and the tutoring it, in and of itself was very educational for me because had I not uh, been driven to learn more, I would not be a good tutor and I wouldn't be a good student in a sense as well because I, I was going to college at the time and uh, when I started tutoring, I had to take courses and everything. So I had to push myself in the tutoring environment so as not to fall behind. That means if I'm if the, the management team wanted me to tutor new subjects because we needed to take on that demand, I had to learn about those new subjects. So I would meet with other English tutors who have their um, English as a second language certification in, in an education institution. They would actually give me advice as how to, uh, how to tutor certain things. So it expanded from essay writing and it went all the way to speech pathology and it was kind of crazy for me because I didn't know I was able to tutor those things, but it, it took a lot of practice to uh, sit down one-on-one -on -one with somebody, tell them what they could improve, how they could do it, and spend 80% of the time listening to what they're trying to accomplish. Because a lot of the tutoring involves me listening to them directly and not me advising everything. And for us to both work, walk through a problem together, not me necessarily telling them. So, and basically what I'm trying to say is, uh, before tutoring, I would not learn any of these things, how to socialize, how to communicate, how to speak, how not to listen, <laughs> that kind of thing. It, that's interesting. It sounds like you're saying that not only was tutoring beneficial, but being that continuous learner to be a more effective tutor was very beneficial for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and what you said about it giving you that those social skills is really fascinating because 
Gil has to be one of the most social people here at home office. Yeah, unfortunately. And, and he <laughs> carries himself with a lot of grace and confidence. So that's really saying something if tutoring allowed you to develop those skills, because it sounds like you were very different before tutoring as opposed to who you are now. Oh, yeah. So it's really interesting how tutoring helps you with that change. While we're talking about skills, like your your social skills, are there any other transferable skills that you feel like you developed oh, tutoring yes, that are helping you in your career? There was one that really did help me, and it's networking. Um, I was fascinated after I graduated graduated with a, my in my big um, my bachelor of commerce. I was fascinated by a podcast called The Art of Charm, which is now called the Jordan Harbinger podcast, which is a great one. And a lot of what they talked about was social skills. And it's that podcast, I'm not going to get into it in, in full detail. It's great. But um, it talked a lot about how to socialize with people and how to network. And before I listened to that podcast, I tried to apply some of the things they already talked about before I even listened to it on that podcast. And um, so networking as a tutor was great because especially in a learning center capacity, I, I ran the numbers one one night and I actually looked at how many students I worked with in total. And it was somewhere in the ballpark of uh, 1,300 to 1,400 students. That's amazing. Yeah, and in the span of five years it was surreal to me because the, the sessions ended up adding to something like uh, between 200, 200, uh, 2,200 hours to 2,300 hours. And I swear, I, I ran the data on this. <laughs> Gil is a numbers guy, he yeah. likes his data. <laughs> So, and thank you for that. And, and I remember like when I saw this, I was like, wow, really? And I realized as I tutored students, they actually recommended me to other students within the college. So one fascinating thing that I learned was in Korea, South Korea, uh, the students who would come to Seneca College from South Korea have this platform in South Korea. I don't know if it's down or anything like this, but I remember tutoring this one lady I'm actually under oath not to say anything further, but <laughs> not to divulge any personal information. But anyways, this person told me that um, they found me on a on a, a Korean website. I was like, on a website? Where is this from? And she told me, she said, it, it's where you rate teachers and tutors in a foreign country. Wow. So students can go straight to that person. And it even shows like it showed where they study, basically. Like where, where and where they work, which is crazy. Like I didn't know I was on a website, and she said you rated really highly, so I found your learning center, and I'm here for a little bit of help in essay writing. I said, "Wow, that's crazy!" So it's your claim to fame. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and that was a fun story. So um, after that point, so to to tie it back to networking, I remember I gathered all of these friendships where. Uh, for instance, if I went on a vacation to South Korea, I can reach out to 10 people and we can get together and have some fun. Wow. And those connections as well got me to connect with other professors within Seneca College, which was very fascinating because I learned more about their programs and needs and such, um, especially in the ESL programs at Seneca College. So that also led me to uh, a vast network of people worldwide who just, like I remember there's one lady that I tutored, she gave me ginseng as a gift. <laughs> a full bag of ginseng as a gift and it was just because I helped tutor her in English pronunciation uh, for, for very basic pronunciation 
And that was really fascinating. And some way, somehow, that also led to me um, finding other uh, opportunities on the side. Like for somebody I tutored, I actually worked on her farm part-time just to make some extra cash, which was very fun uh, over the summer at Seneca College. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like you had a big impact on a lot of students and to have tutored in the neighborhood of 1,400 students for, so. <laughs> for over 2,000 hours, that's that's amazing. I've been tutoring for 12 years, and I cannot claim anywhere near that number. <laughs> so it sounds like you have made a huge impact on a lot of students' lives. So when you finish tutoring, you're armed with all of these new skills. How did you find your way to Tutor Doctor? Oh, at first, I didn't even have my eyes set on Tutor Doctor because, well, like, the connection to tutoring is pretty on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's tutor Doctor is one-on-one tutoring. It offers customized programs and such. However, um, uh, upon graduating from college, I actually got an internship to something related to my degree, which is very administrative, uh, administration-related. And it was in a, an education trust fund company. And at that time, I was... I was uh, going through that internship for about eight months, and I thought, well, I don't think I really like this kind of field of work. It, it was very repetitive to me, and the the mode of commun or not mode, but the amount of communication I had was very limited to people. And I realized I like to communicate as much as introverted as I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually wanted to to do something with a little more uh, communication and variety and, and responsibility. So. Like any student would, they would want to ex, um, ex, expand their skill sets, for example. And coming out of, of uh, Seneca College and uh, um, my degree program as well, like I ended up thinking about what I wanted to align myself with. So I did a, a number of uh, jobs on the side as well. I even had like a side hustle where I was like selling trading cards. Like I remember one summer I was making like $2,000 just selling trading cards <laughs> a month which was great, but um, I found Tutor Doctor and I thought, wait a second. So I used to be a tutor, A, and B, they're looking for an administrator, so I might meet those qualifications. So I ended up putting in my resume and getting uh, getting a job uh, shortly thereafter, which was really interesting. And uh, I was lucky enough to get this position, even though I don't know why they hired me, I guess, whatever the case may be, I'm, I really hope that um, whatever education I had at the time uh, or, well, not at the time, it was only a year and a half ago. <laughs> um, I, I only hope that I could help them. So, and I knew that Tutor Doctor's mission to some degree was to change the trajectory of students' lives. Per verbatim, that's actually the, the mission statement today. I align with that because I did it and I want to continue doing it, but now I'm doing it through a home office perspective, which is very interesting. So I, I decided to, to go for it. Yeah. Tutor doctor was a thing for me. Wow. So I know your experience having been a tutor is invaluable to tutor doctor. I know for me as the tutor experience coordinator, I rely very heavily on you and a couple of other of our staff who are former tutors to kind of run things by you and say, hey, this is my tutor perspective. <laughs> yeah. What's your tutor perspective? And, you know, we're able to work in close collaboration on that. So I know those skills are, are very beneficial to you and to the company. And I find it very interesting that you say that uh, one of the things you found lacking in your previous jobs was communication. 
because here at home office, you are our communication guru. You, uh, I don't want to say guru, but sure. Okay. But, well, you're, the, <laughs> you're the communicator. I mean, yeah. Gil runs our, our weekly huddle meetings where the home office staff gets together and, you know, we do our updates and, and they're always fun. They're always a good time. And, and Gil is the one who heads those up and runs them. He runs our, our weekly global meetings for um, all the franchisees in the network. And so you're the communication person within home office. So it's really interesting that you move from a job that lacked that to a job where that's a big part of your role. So I love it. Um, so just before we finish up, Gil, uh, there are a couple of questions that I like to ask everybody that joins me here on the Tutor Talk podcast. Um, so I was wondering if you would mind taking a second just to answer them for me. Let's do it. Okay. Can you tell me what is your what was your biggest educational success? Um, biggest educational success, I think, is being in uh, my degree program. I was a keynote speaker for an award I won. I don't remember what it was, but it's something related to academic performance. I ended up being a keynote speaker and delivering a speech for uh, one of these these rich people who <laughs> like sponsored our our students at Seneca College when I was attending the school at the time. I ended up being one of the highest academic achievers, which was great, and um, that was a big meaningful part of, part of my education because I didn't think I had it in me to be a high academic achiever, but yeah, I guess through hard work and such. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Um, so our second question is, what was your biggest educational struggle? Ooh, I would say, and there were many, I would say, <laughs> I would say planning. As a student, it's so hard to plan things, like especially because I know university students, they're, they're, we have to find time to uh, study, we have to find time to complete projects, and if we have many assignments and quizzes here and there, we need to find time to study for those, so they're fresh in our minds once we go into the quiz or test. Um, and and uh, for me, I had no idea how to do that, so uh, like any other student, I'd learn on the fly to how to plan but only after I graduated that's when I learned how to time things properly and went to study properly like I got still listen to podcasts and read on a daily basis so that's that's the thing I do but uh like aside from that um learning how to uh, plan was a very difficult thing for me I was I'm very scatterbrained to begin with so like plan planning to me was a huge challenge as a as a student Sounds like you really could have benefited from the Tutor Doctor X Skills program. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I would have. I really would have. I would have too. And it's unfortunate that it, it wasn't a thing when I was younger because yeah. I really, really would have benefited from that. Um, so our final question is, tell us about the person who had the biggest positive impact on your education. Okay, so that one for me is easy. When I was... Um, in college and I was working at that learning center at Seneca, uh, there was a support officer whose name I won't divulge, but we'll call him D. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was a huge influence to me. So shout out to you. I hope you're listening to this. because uh, When I was in college and, and working as well, he would be the person that taught me how to listen and how to be a leader because at the time I was, I was a bit lost as to what I wanted to do career-wise, 
like many students would be, which is understandable. But when you get to meet a mentor like that, where you can bounce an idea off of them, and he'll just tell you his thought in, in a very mentor-like way. Um, I even have his, his uh, email. We exchange emails every now and then. Um, and he, he was that one person I could go to when I had, pro when I had a problem. That's basically it. And that's really the basis of it. But he taught me that uh, part of being a leader is to listen and part of being a leader is to serve your team, which is amazing. And I took that, that was kind of a life lesson for me, uh, which was very important. Wow, that's great to hear. It's always beneficial to have a really great mentor who can pass on their wisdom to students. And uh, it's obvious that you've taken those teachings and that you have incorporated them into your everyday life because we really see you living um, those values and that he taught you here at home office. Yeah, I used to be a really terrible listener. <laughs> I'd like to think I improved, but <laughs> the only time will tell. <laughs> well, that's great. All right, Gil, well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Um, it was great hearing about your role as a tutor and how you've taken those skills and put them into your career today and how you've use your love of tutoring to help us out here at home office. So we appreciate you joining us. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Gil. It's always great talking to Gil. He's a lot of fun and he has some great perspective on what it means to be a tutor. After we recorded his interview, Gil and I got chatting about being in situations where we didn't have an immediate answer for a student's question or problem. In the next segment, I'll share some of the things that we have done when we didn't have an answer. Have you ever been in a situation where you don't have an answer to your student's question or you've been faced with an unfamiliar problem or method? I think we've all experienced moments of uncertainty at some point in our tutoring experience, but what did you do in that situation? As tutors, we're the subject matter experts, but we can't know everything. It's okay for us not to have every answer, but what matters is what you do about it. Try telling your student that you're not sure. Say something like, that's a great question. I like your thinking. I'm not completely sure, so I'm going to do some research over the next few days, and we'll talk about it next session. The key with this approach is to follow through. Do that research and talk about it first thing next session. This will go a long ways towards building the trust that is so important for your student to have in you. It will show your student that you deliver what you promise. If you feel that the question can be answered or the problem can be solved after you've taken a quick look at some information, you might want to try using the student's device and do a quick search together. It's always recommended that you use the student's or the family's device whenever possible so that you are working within their parental locks and filters and your recent search history remains private. You could also work with the student to further develop their questions so that they can discuss it with their teacher or class and report back to you next session. But be sure that you do your research too so that you can have a discussion with your student about what they found. It's okay not to have all the answers. We're tutors, not computers. Help your student realize that while you may be the subject matter expert, learning is a lifelong journey that we're all on. Many students will find confidence in the fact that even their tutor needs to look up the answers sometimes. Asking questions and finding the answers is how we all learn. Your student will likely be thrilled that you learned something together. For the final segment of the podcast, I usually share a tutor story, but after speaking to a few tutors, I realize I haven't told you my story. As I told you last episode, I'm the Tutor Experience Coordinator here at Home Office. 
In my role, I act as the tutor's voice within the home office team, and I work on developing resources, communications, standards, and best practices for all of the amazing tutors that work with Tutor Doctor. And of course, I'm the host of the Tutor Talk podcast. Some of you may have seen the blog that I wrote about my journey from 2T to Tutor to Tutor Experience Coordinator on the Tutor Doctor website. But for those of you who haven't, here's my story. As an elementary student, I excelled in my studies. I was in the gifted program and I earned straight A's, but I always had to work hard at math. When I started grade nine math class, all of a sudden nothing made sense anymore. The teacher's teaching style and my learning style didn't align. And when I asked him for help, he usually said something along the lines of, I don't know why you don't understand this. So I was quickly falling behind and eight weeks into the semester, I was failing the course with 37%. I'd never been in the position of potentially failing a course before and I really felt like a failure. My confidence was at an all-time low. My parents recognized how much I was struggling and arranged for a tutor. Mr. Powell was a retired math teacher. He actually taught my mom grade 10 math. And we met every Tuesday and Thursday after school for the rest of the semester. He helped me find the root of my math learning struggles and helped build my skills. And with that, he built my confidence. I ended the course with 63%. While that wasn't the success I was used to, I had still succeeded, which meant everything to me. 50% is considered a pass here, so 63, it's not great, but it's not that bad. The following year, we worked together again, and with Mr. Powell's support, I completed grade 10 math with 74%. In grade 11, I felt I had rebuilt my educational building blocks enough that I was prepared to learn independently, and I was able to maintain my 74% on my own. It wasn't my usual straight A's, but I was okay with that. I worked hard for my math grades, and I truly earned them. I was and I still am proud of my achievement. I always wanted to be a teacher and in university I started privately tutoring as the first step in my future career as an educator. I remembered what it was like to be a struggling learner and how it felt to be at risk of failing with no confidence in my academic ability. I drew on my learning experience and my experience with Mr. Powell's teaching style to form the basis of my own tutoring style. I find tutoring so rewarding that I tutored independently for 12 years. In April 2017, I joined Tutor Dr. Simcoe County here in Canada as a tutor, and I worked with eight students over 11 months. In March of 2018, I had the opportunity to turn my love of tutoring into a career, and I became the Tutor Experience Coordinator here at Tutor Dr. Home Office. In this role, I get to help over 17,000 tutors change the trajectory of a student's life. That is way more students than I could ever reach on my own. I can make a difference on a global scale. I help create high-quality tutors and mentors by creating tutor resources, being a support for our huge network of tutors, and by acting as the tutor's voice within home office. I didn't quit tutoring completely, though. Tutoring is so important to me that I still work with my very first tutor doctor student for two hours every week. Do you have a similar story about being a 2T and now you're a tutor? Or do you have any great ideas for a blog post that we could feature on the tutor doctor website? Check out this episode's description for a link where you can pitch your blog post idea or share your story. Thanks so much for joining me. The next episode will be released in two weeks, so check back for more interviews, development topics, tips, and stories from tutors just like you. Happy tutoring, and we'll talk to you next time. 